Wanderers, it's Caitlin. We just want to thank you so, so much for listening. We love doing these episodes and we love hearing from listeners. So if you haven't already, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us because everyone needs more bone axes and kissing in their life. You know, I I meant those things to be disparate and um, now they sound like they go together, which I did not intend. So we're going to skip to the reason for this announcement, which is to let you know we'll be taking a week off between systems. We'll be back in two weeks with a new Outlaws Wanted episode. So get excited to go to space and also get excited for Jyla's Bombs. Anyway, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Naptown, the city that always sleeps. Most people think nothing happens in this town that is halfway between nothing and nowhere, but they would be wrong. There is plenty that goes on in this town for those willing to look. With the mission completed, the crew now has some downtime on their hands to wrap up matters in their personal lives. There are some messes that need to be cleaned up, other relationships that need to be repaired, and some bonds to be strengthened. Regardless of the outcome, relationships always seem to be tricky in the city that always sleeps. So, last time we left off, you guys had successfully solved the mystery of the Rose Martini. We solved your Rose Martini puzzle. <laughs> you did. You captured both Lillian and Martha and depowered them both. So, we are back to our bottle episode interludes, where our investigators get to spend some downtime between their cases. Darling, how are you? Doing pretty good. I have a lot of stuff to work on here. <laughs> <laughs> you volunteered to go first. So it is a couple days after your the case has ended, wrapped up. Nothing super long. When you are walking out of your building on a Wednesday, is that when you said that your day off? One of the days, yeah. When a very familiar car pulls up next to you, Hey, babe, get in. Let's go. Uh, Darling just keeps walking. So he does that creepy thing, like hanging out the window, like trying to talk to you. Come on, dar- darling. Why Why are you being like this? You know, we're a thing. We know we don't mean our arguments and we're always going to get back together. We're destined to be with each other. I don't. We're Gideon, I don't think you heard me this last time. When I said we were done, I meant we were done. And she stops and turns to him. You say that every time we're done. And then I come back and we repair things and it's great. So hop in the car. We're going on a date. I'm not getting in the car with you. So this continues on for a couple minutes with him just completely ignoring everything you're saying, how you're not together. So can you make me a roll of your stop holding back? Because you said you wanted to do that. Yes. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not deciding this for her. Everybody, she no, said. No, this, this was discussed before. She definitely wanted to do this, where she, to get rid of him, it would take something big. I am going to say this is a no return kind of thing. So on a seven to nine, replace one theme. On a ten plus, mark fade, crack, and burn all the power tanks on one theme. Okay. So roll plus logos. Oh, pl- plus logos. Yeah. So you just roll plus logos. So you don't get to. So you, you're everyone right now in our group is rolling plus two if you do a stop holding back. Got it. So what'd you get? I got a twelve. All right, so you'll mark a crack on a theme, which I think still flips you. Yeah, that does flip me. 
it starts out you're just like arguing with him in a normal way. So what happens is like Gideon keeps like he doesn't his mythos never comes out, but he just keeps berating her and telling her that she's just wrong and to obviously get back in the car. And I think at some point she just stops talking and you see her um, you see like a pink aura kind of start almost like like emitting from her to make like a nice glow and she walks towards the car and he like leans back into the driver's seat and she leans on the door like she's in the window leaning into the car and she says Gideon when I said I was done I meant that I was done and like her eyes have like changed in a way that you can't really describe like it's very intimidating. Excellent for an audio podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, but I think I think it's like it's not that the color changed. It's not that the eyes dilated. It's like it's like creepy. Whatever is happening, like you can't discern it just by like like it's almost like he can't focus on what is making the change. And before before she backs away, a voice that is not her own says, "It's time to leave." And then she backs up, and it's like, very clearly, her rift coming out. (laughs) So Gideon very quickly leaves after that extreme show of force. (laughs) Tires squealing on the pavement. (laughs) And he seems like he's not coming back and is finally listening to Darling's Wants. Woo! Finally! (laughs) Uh, That is going to make darling have three mythos and i will work on that later um and then whenever something flips um that what flips becomes a nemesis so we've talked a little bit about what you're flipping and stuff so your new nemesis is gideon so that's fun yay instead of being a an ally he is now someone who is a thorn in your side sounds good i mean it sounds like who's kind of already that already (laughs) uh it was willingly now it's official Uh, and the other thing is, like, Gideon still does work for the Order, so he's not going to be, like, sabotaging you that way, but he can come back as a, in a nemesis capacity. Time will tell. Um, another thing that you wanted to do, since we're on you, darling, right now, is you said you wanted to have it where you change around one of your power tags, if I'm correct? Yes. So, um, my Gossip Guru, which is my other, I guess my only Logos now, that got three attentions throughout this arc, uh, so that is going to upgrade. And the the narrative version of that that I'm going to do is I would like to upgrade the jazz hall singer to be a recording artist. And that's more of a narrative thing. Like she'll basically her schedule is going to become a lot more flexible. And you and I can determine exactly what that's going to be, because I think she does still work at the jazz hall, but just also has a little more flexibility because she's not always there. She's now earning money in another capacity. But the mechanical way that that is going to improve is she, uh, the theme is going to, I'm going to take the theme improvement all in a day's work. Uh, Once per scene, if you are in the middle of your routine and you make a core move as part of your routine, you can choose to make it dynamite. Nice. Uh, Moving away from our lovely lady darling, we're going to move on to our lovely man, Seamus. We haven't really done much with this yet. I guess we did a little bit in the last arc, but Seamus was former military and is currently uh, in the reserves. And every so often he has to go to some training, uh, some uh, basic training just to keep his skills up in case he's ever called upon, like in case there's a war in 20 years or so. 
<laughs> and um, so he is doing that. So you arrive on your first day going to training. You it's still in the city. It's there's there's a uh, bases around the city where you can go in to keep your reserves up. And as you walk in for what for you is a rather relaxing experience, like getting the muscle memory, doing the training. It is hard work, but mentally it's very relaxing for Seamus. You know, it's a very purpose driven. He likes it. You hear a voice behind you. Ah, Seamus, you're here too. What a great surprise. Remind me of this character's name again. Uh, his name is Leon. Leon. Oh, hey, Leon. How's it going? It's going. It's better now that you're here. We get to spend all. Are you doing basic? Tra- are you doing basic training upkeep? Yep. Yeah. Gotta gotta keep my skills sharp. You're not gonna believe this, but I'm leading that today. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> he I so know. Sarcastic. I thought you liked him. It it is actually it is good to see you, uh, Leon. It's it's been it's been a while. Actually, at this point, it's been like a week. A week. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I would say you didn't have time to catch up, but you really did. He told you way too much. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what's on the what's on the docket today, Leon? He lists a lot of like the the like. It's kind of like those exercises that like people don't like, but they're like these are the best exercises for you. But like everyone's like these suck. I hate all of them. So we're planking. Yeah, planking. Like <laughs> lots of planking. Lots of um, wall sits. Those things where you like. You like run back and forth uh, in the gym. Oh, suicides. Yeah, like those, like that kind of stuff where it's just like, you're like, it's all good for you, but everyone hates it. And he's like, this will be a great day the whole time. So you have a very exhausting day, both a little bit mentally and a little bit physically or very physically and a little bit mentally as Leon continues to fill you in about all these asinine stories and a lot of stories about Gideon. That you're just like, I don't need to know about him anymore. And he's like, oh, but this is a great story. It was never a great story. <laughs> oh, is there anything you'd like else you'd like out of this scene? I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure exactly what all to do in the scene. I just kind of had that idea for to, to start the scene, but I hadn't really thought through any details. I, I don't have anything like specific, but I'll, I do say like you do catch up with some of your um your old squad and you it's not just being annoyed by Leanna all day. You do get to hang out with some people that you were actually close to in the military. Because Leon was always like a peripheral person, you know, friend of a friend. Yeah. But he was very like always happy to see, you know, he, like, he's happy to see basically anyone in the unit. And, you know, like you're able to pawn him off at points easily enough. Like, oh, look, who's that? And he's like, oh, you know, Patrick, I haven't seen you in years. And, you know, it's been a week for Patrick, too. Uh, but you're able to catch up with some of your military buddies and see how they're doing. They're adjusting to city life. Um, Seamus being kind of a private investigator of sorts, tries to pry a little bit into them and doesn't get the feeling that any of them are really riffs at this point. You know, they're very much a connection to the normal and that in a lot of ways is peaceful. And I have to deal with the weird at the moment. Yeah, and that's another thing is I wanted to, I guess I, I could interject there, is that during during all this training, Seamus makes a point to not rely on his mythos like as much as possible. He's wa- He's wanting to only like improve his normal physical self makes sense keep him sharp so that the mythos is even better and so it doesn't become a crutch for you right right i think yeah yes exactly so tanner how's life being a private detective again so tanner is sitting alone at two in the morning in like a 24-hour cafe it's just kind of like raining outside and he has like just a bunch of folders open in front of him and a cup of like quickly cooling coffee and he's holding a pen and just staring and Runa's, like, sitting across from him with her feet kind of dangling off of a booth. Can we get eggs? 
Uh, I don't know. It's two in the morning. Don't you feel like two in the morning is more like pie time, not eggs time? They say you can make any type of eggs. I would like hard-boiled. Why would you want a hard-boiled egg specifically? They're the best. Yeah, okay. So, Runa, what are you doing here? I don't mean in the diner we're getting eggs. I understand that now, but I mean, like, why are you here with me? Now you're asking the questions I'm asking. I'm supposed to be asking. Why are you here? What are you doing? I guess I'm getting eggs and solving... I don't know. I think this is embezzlement. It's kind of starting to run together a little bit. I mean, but why are you doing that? Well, you know, Runa, that is a decent question. I think I like finding truth. I'm not going to say I don't appreciate that. Is this really truth? I mean, I think you know the truth that people are bad. Well, (laughs) I wouldn't say people are bad, Runa. That's pretty harsh. I'm a people. You're a people. Rude. I mean, you did punch someone's face in last time. Well... You know, look, all right? I'm a person that has bone axes sprout from his arm. A slightly heavyset woman comes over right now, and she has, like, like the thing of coffee. Can I get you another cup? Yeah, yeah, one more cup of coffee, and then I'll have a slice of apple pie, and then she'll have... And he, like, gestures across the table at Runa, and she'll have a hard-boiled egg because she's ten, I guess. The waitress looks over to the empty booth seat, back at you, and backs away slowly. No, I, I do want the more coffee, too. Oh, whatever. I'll just drink it cold. Don't worry about it. Yeah, well, my point is, um, you know, I started having powers manifest, which is great because now I can get people to tell me the truth. But I also sprout a bone axe and can't seem to get hurt. So I'm just saying you grow a hammer out of your hand. Everything starts looking like nails. I mean, I feel like that's fair, but I feel like there's more that you could unlock and you could do other things other than just, just like punching people in the face. I mean, you, you said you're good people. What are, what are you doing that makes you good people? What am I doing that makes me good people? Occasionally, I stop people with superpowers from like, I don't know, turning half the world into zombies. That's what I do that makes me good people. That and I tell people that they're, you know... Significant others are cheating on them and their business partners are stealing money. That's mostly what I do, though. That's 90% of the time. The other 10% is meaningful. 90% what I'm doing now. Talking to... Could she not see you? Uh, What are you talking about? The waitress. Could she not see you? I don't know. Can she not? I'm just talking to you. I don't care if she can see me. I care if you can see me. (sighs) Are you haunting me? No, you're my... I mean, is that what you call friendship, Tanner? Sometimes. Sometimes I call it haunting. I guess then, yes, I'm haunting you because we're friends. You're my best friend. Oh, boy, you could have better taste in best friends. I mean, not all of them can sprout bone axes out of their arms, so I feel like that's pretty cool. That's true. Of course, and also not all of them have hypnotizing eyes like I do. Exactly. You know, I'm not just all bone axes. And most of them don't have failing PI businesses either. You're just like three for three right now. Oh, you really have to rub that in, don't you? None of my other friends have been caught B&E doing a B&E with, like, me, so... You have other friends? I like to think I do. That's a little rude to think that I don't have other friends. Well, I mean, you did say I was your best friend. I would have to think if you had, like, multiple failing private detective who nearly beat someone half to death two days ago um, would be lower on the list, not higher on the list, but, you know... 
I appreciate it. Well, you forgot the bone axe. The bone axe is a big contender. That's lots, lots of bonus points. All right. Also, you got me a hard-boiled egg at 2 in the morning, which also bonus points. I don't know if we're going to get that hard-boiled egg, Runa. It's the thought that counts. At least that's what people have said. Usually before you punch them for embezzlement. I don't think I've ever... Well, I've probably punched someone for embezzlement. Or for catching me, catch them embezzling. I think that's more of it. I don't want to catch people embezzling. <clears throat> Is there anything else you'd like out of this scene, Tanner? Nope. I think that's good. Okay. I think at some point a younger, different waitress comes over and like just puts whatever you ordered in front of you and only you. <laughs> Tanner looks at her confused. And just slides the hard-boiled egg across the table and just goes, never eat the things. And on that note, with Tanner eating and Runa may or may not eating. <laughs> yeah, does the hard-boiled egg disappear? Um, I think it does. With that, we will leave Tanner to contemplate his life choices as we find Faye, not once again, but unusually in a courtroom. Yes. So in typical, like a typical working week Faye is at the law firm office doing research writing up briefs maybe talking to clients or uh, interviewing people connected to the court case but in this particular instance uh, her brother Art has asked her to come into the courtroom because there's a lot there's a lot more documents that need managed and he wants to have somebody that he trusts managing that more behind the scenes and giving him what he needs. Yeah, and this is a this is a, a really big case for your firm, so it's it's imperative that you not only win but look good doing it. Yeah, it's high profile. It's got very politically important people involved for the town and Right, and there's a clear good guy and bad guy, so like you are prosecuting the bad guy cuz you do prosecutions, right? So Mm-hmm. That was actually that was actually the thing I was going to I was going to ask is are are they ones that are they prosecuting criminals are they the ones trying to get the criminals off Um I think there's both they typically take Okay their their clients are typically well funded so sometimes that is people have committed crimes against them and sometimes that ends up being their is implication that there is wrong on both sides, but they're obviously only pursuing the wrong that was done to their clients. So they're not like a do-gooder law firm. They, <laughs> you know they, I mean? they very much go to the highest bidder. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're they're not. So they're 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 not about necessarily justice and truth. They're about our client has hired us. Yes. They are. Okay. But in this particular case, like, they are on the the right side. So it's a it, little, we'll say it's a little more clear cut in this case. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more clear cut. Uh, public opinion is in a certain way. But, you know, that public opinion, if you lose the case and public opinion says this person's innocent, then it looks worse for you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And though you guys are the biggest law f- or the the most prestigious law firm in the city, uh, you Art is all for putting another feather in your cap and you have to be, you have to continue to be the best to stay the most prestigious. You know, yeah. it's not something you can rest on. Yeah. Um, so as the, as the case is going, Art gets up and is, um, does his opening statement um, and starts eventually examining a witness and he starts going down 
like phase look has like read all the documents like knows kind of where this is going and he starts going down a path that is that her hunch is that it's not going to yield what they're going to need it to and so she's going to use her subversion powers to nudge him in a better direction uh make me a roll and tell me what tags you're using um, I am going to use... Won't take no for an answer. <laughs> men of power and make people turn on each other with the intent of prompting art to pursue a line of questioning that will get this person to oh, doubt maybe some things that they were confident in before. Um, I'm also going to give you good team player because you're actively trying to work it with art. That's, yeah, that's true. That is a 10. So, yeah, the line of questioning Art was doing, he, it's not abruptly changes, but he does it in a way that, like, it flows very well. Like, oh, he was setting up this other point, actually. Like, there was an obvious point that everyone saw coming, but then he, like, pivots just a little bit and hits this really good point that, like, catches everyone off guard a little bit. Mm -hmm. Including the witness. Yes, including, especially the witness. And you get a more truthful answer than anyone was really expecting. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like he just like stumbles an answer out and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I just told the truth yeah, instead of yeah. hid behind that something. That was a little more upfront than they were intending to be. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like an art takes it all in good stride because, you know, he's the best lawyer in town. You know, like this is exactly what he meant to do. You know, this was all him. Yeah. So that that all goes well. And I think Faye's father meets them after the the day in court. And has, like, nothing but amazing things to say to Art for his artful pivot and pursuing that line of questioning. And it just has nothing but good things to say to Art. It's just like, a fine job as always, Faye. (laughs) You know, it's doing the usual. (laughs) I think there's a lot of, like, Camerons and Sons going around, you know, like... He's like congratulating Art, but like, are they ch- are they chanting it in the lobby? Cameron and Sons, Cameron and Sons. No, but I think it's a lot of just like it's like he's praising Art for what he did, but it's like you know, like this reflects well on Cameron's and Cameron and Sons. You know, like it keeps it's like, like like father like son sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. like like it's that thing where it's like keeps bringing up the company name and Sons, and like in a no- normal people wouldn't notice, but Faye, it's just like a slap in the face literally every time that yeah. name is said. Especially after she's the one who won the case in, or like really sealed the deal on this case, yeah. even if it was behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but after your father leaves and you head back, I think Art does thank you for all the work you did, you know, like and like have a meaningful like, hey, like I couldn't have done this without you. I'm glad you were my backup, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we would have gotten the conviction either way, but you like made it go really smoothly, you know. Well, I'm always on your team, Art. Hey, you're the best lawyer in town. Tell that to dad. I've tried. You know, he, he gets upset because he says he's the best lawyer in town. You, you've had these conversations. I, I, you don't I argue with a lawyer, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have all had a little bit of alone time. Some time has passed. This is, you know, as things do. And Seamus and Darling are hanging out together. I don't know what you're doing. I forgot to check. <laughs> um. So Seamus and Darling are having their uh, fairly regular regularly scheduled uh coffee date yeah so we uh we frequently get together to have coffee it's not like on a on a set schedule but it's just just time for us to catch up especially like in between missions when we don't see each other as often uh is Seamus already there um yeah i'd say so 
Okay. When Darling comes up, uh, her and Tanner are uh, walking together, holding hands. And uh, when they get to the coffee shop, uh, she gives them a kiss and they part ways and Darling comes in. Uh, she sees you and takes a seat. How are you doing today, Seamus? I'm doing well. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. Looks like uh, you and Detective Tanner are getting along pretty well. I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I would I would say things are going really well right now. I think they both order whatever coffee they usually have. And, and Seamus orders a single hard-boiled egg. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so what have, uh, what have you been up to lately, Seamus? Well, uh, just recently I had to go in for some some training uh for the, uh, my reserve just to keep up my keep up my skills and that was that was fun but it was it was pretty brutal pretty pretty exhausting oh well i believe it how about you what have you been up to oh not much um you know singing singing at the chatterbox um i did i did get a, a contract to uh start doing some recording so that'll that'll definitely help and start getting me out of the jazz halls which is nice that's awesome so start seeing your start seeing some of your music in in the stores then i guess i mean i don't really know how that all works i just like singing so i have something to confess to you darling oh you know how i was concerned about you and gideon uh last week i may have i may have used my dog tags to see what happened i've never used them on a like tried to use them on another rift before so it was like it was it stretched me more than i thought it would but i i saw the fight you had well um i'm 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 i wanted to apologize for invading your privacy there i i just wanted to make sure you were okay i mean i hope you can forgive me i'm not particularly thrilled that you did that even but i I guess it it was for a good reason. Um, I mean, I and she like wags her finger at him. You know, don't do that again. Um, I'm not entirely sure what else you could see with that. Yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, I. Well, I don't know either. I'd never, I'd never done anything like that before, and I don't, don't particularly want to do that again. Exactly. That it, it definitely like when I first thought about it, I, I just was thinking I need to make sure Darling's okay and. Once I started seeing the fight, I, I knew it was an invasion of privacy, and I felt guilty as immediately. Like I said, I, I can understand why you did it, and I appreciate that you wanted to make sure everything was okay. Um, like I said, I, I don't know what else you can see with that, so I don't know if you want to be barging in on everyone else's personal life. Yeah. But that said, that is very impressive. Yeah, so... So you're able to see rift things now with your tags. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, that's that's what it seems like. I like I don't know how much it can show me, but it previously it's only ever been for like mundane information. Like I can spot a I can spot a locked drawer, or I can spot like I can figure out the combination to a safe. I've never used it to pour, before to like identify anything magical. I didn't. I wasn't even. I didn't even know that they could really do that. You know, I have a feeling that's going to be really useful in anything we have coming up. Anytime we're searching for rifts, that's going to be real nice. 
The one thing I noticed, though, when I saw your fight is I wasn't, I wasn't seeing you exactly. It was almost like I was seeing a projection of you and a projection of Gideon. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I had a camera in the room. It was like I could see your energies. It was, it was weird. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Okay. No, that's interesting, though. We, we should definitely, we should test drive that a little bit more and see exactly what you can do with that. So you see Tanner and Darling walking side by side, holding hands. Tanner gives Darling a kiss, then walks into the coffee shop. Hey, Faye. (laughs) (laughs) The same coffee shop? (laughs) No, coffee shop, like literally, like the next one down the street. Across the street. (laughs) The Starbucks across the street. But our Tanner has been doing some staking out for a new case and decided to invite Faye along, since this case is apparently not about mind-boilingly affairs. <laughs> yeah, so Tanner, are you in your car uh, somewhere? I imagine, like, do you want us to start, like, where we're going to be staked out? Yeah, so I was going to say that Faye, like, walks walks up to the passenger window and just kind of knocks on it and says, is this seat occupied? <laughs> But it's like joking because you asked her to meet asked her to meet you there. Oh, um, well, Tanner like hesitates looking at Runa, who is sitting in the front seat next to him. Um no. Don't worry, I'll crawl him back. I'll crawl him back. Don't worry. I got no, this. No. It's not. There's a lot of that like little kid like trying to climb over the back of the seat, like very poorly. Like <laughs> Yeah, right. Like Faye, you see me like flinching to the side. <laughs> As it seems like I'm getting kicked in the face. Right. And uh, Tanner reaches over and pushes the door open. Yeah, hop in. It's like getting hit in the face enough where you like, it feels almost intentional. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Somehow, why do these feet keep hitting me in the eyeball? (laughs) Are you all right? No, no, just in general, like, no, but. I agree. Tanner just like closes his eyes. (laughs) So. Full disclosure, I didn't ask you to come here exactly to help me with a stakeout, but kind of with a stakeout. So check this out. Can you see a ten-year-old girl in the back seat of my car? Faye slowly turns around <laughs> and sees an empty back seat, I assume. Tanner sees Runa wave happily. <laughs> no. Cool. Do you see a 10-year-old girl in the back seat? Yeah, just being sure I'm I think I'm fully losing my mind. Um You didn't ask me if I can right. see a 10-year-old girl in the back seat. Runa? <laughs> There's a time and a place. Anyways, <laughs> I freaking love Runa. <laughs> ever since I was awoken, all right, I did not handle my awakening particularly gracefully. You can say I, that again. I hurt people. I I don't think any of us did, Tanner. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, I think mine was pretty bad. Um, case in point, I'm being haunted by a ten-year-old who says that I'm her best friend. She seems to be judgmental of my line of work and of me punching people. The whole time you're talking, you see, like, Tanner out of the corner of his eye sees, like, Aruna miming what he's saying, like, like adorably, but also kind of annoyingly. <laughs> you know, you like, you like, I spread a bone axe, and you see her sort of, like, walking, like, chopping with an axe. <laughs> Tanner turns around and goes, the adults are talking! <laughs> Anyways, so... Should I say, is, is she in your head, or is, is it, like, a ghost? Should I be saying hello? Well, I'm going to level with you. I kind of figured you were the expert on whether or not she is a ghost. So you got the insight on the nature of being haunted 
by a judgmental 10-year-old. Can When did she appear? When you first were awakened? Well, after I hurt people, after I awakened. I think for Runa, it was a... For, for Cody's reference, it was... A while after you went on your killing spree, yeah. it wasn't like you killed a bunch of people and then she just appeared. It was oh okay. It was okay. you went on your killing spree and then not long after, but not immediately after, she started showing up a little bit more. Right, Tanner, what what happened? Well, all right. So here's what happened. I didn't know, like, right? So you wake up in a hospital bed after losing your arm and you start seeing monsters everywhere. It's troubling. So I thought I would fight the monsters. And the problem was I was good at fighting anything that seemed to be monstrous, which just turned out to be any rift that looked scary. And I was really good at that. So that was bad. I hurt people that did not deserve it. I'm trying to be better. Hence joining the order and trying to be a private detective, although that's not making me feel better either. And then I started getting haunted by Runa. Did you? By haunted, you mean friendship. By haunted, I mean friendship, she says. Thank you. Did you? So did you meet Runa in person before she started showing up? Is that what you're saying? Was Runa a rift? No. No, huh? No. Okay. Just making sure you didn't just confess to killing a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not fly off the handle and kill Runa. Okay. I fly, flew off the handle and killed things that were like swamp monsters. It was understandable they were armed. I Yeah. I think, I think you're being a little hard on yourself, but <clears throat> I would agree. I think being part of the order were doing a good thing here. Yeah, well... That's the trick, yeah, is like, I feel good being in the Order, and I'll say that when I'm doing work on the Order and not watching that guy up in that building probably stealing money or something, <laughs> at this point, uh, what difference does it make? While sleeping with the secretary. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not, well, who knows? Is it better to steal money or sleep with your secretary, Faye? I don't think you can put one over the other. <laughs> Tanner just kind of stares at the floor for a second. Anyways, yeah, I feel good about doing work for the Order, but the problem is I do work other than that. And I don't know how you do work other than that successfully. Like, how do you go from we stopped someone from mind-controlling the city to lawyer? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with being a lawyer. It just feels not the same. Like a downgrade? I mean... That's what I was thinking, but it feels mean to say, but, you know, yeah. No, I I understand. I think it's it's probably always hardest, you know, the Monday morning after, right? <laughs> you mean after you're, like, beat up and dragging yourself in? Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> but you don't have to cover your bruises with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. They make me look roguish, I think. <laughs> Is that what Darling tells you? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's going well, at least. But, you know... I, so I, I guess I think of it as a challenge, a kind of game, maybe. It's a lot of work balancing all of the things we do and all of the people in our lives. And I think it's kind of fun to keep juggling, but only if I don't think about it too long and hard, if that makes sense. 
No, I mean, it does. And I guess, like, I gave up on that such a long time ago that it just has become second nature not to. That makes sense. You know, I was, like, fairly married to the job of being a cop. And then now I'm not. Right. And I've got... It's it's not all fun. I've got appearances to keep up with my parents and art and now Ewan. I just... I try to make it more of a game and not think of it as a burden. I don't know if that helps. Yeah, I guess I was used to burning those bridges is what I'm saying. And that's <laughs> quickly becoming one, not an option and two, fairly dissatisfactory as I spend more nights at two in the morning talking to a 10 year old girl who is apparently only in my mind. And your best friend. And my best friend. Oh, we might have to talk about that, Rune. I think Darling's my best friend, but, you know. No, you said it. No takesy-backsies. All right. <laughs> so can can she hear me? Runa, can you hear Faye talking? Is Faye the nice lady in the front seat? Faye's the lady in the front seat. The nice one? Faye is the very nice lady in the front seat, yes. Is there more than one? <laughs> yes, I can hear her. All right. Well, she says you're a very nice lady. Okay, well, well thank you, Runa. It's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you, too, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's weird that we have, like, are we meeting? I, I'm talking through you, and you don't relay my words very well. You change them. You add other words. I'm being told I don't do a good job of relaying her words verbatim back and forth. See, look, you use... <laughs> so she is not certain that it qualifies as a formal meeting. See, Sounds there, like that's she what needs I'm a talking lawyer. about. You said verbatim. I didn't even say that word. I don't even know what verbatim means. <laughs> Sounds like you need a lawyer, Runa. Apparently, I'm being too verbose. <laughs> Runa, apparently, I don't need to say that to you, Runa. You can hear her. Uh. <laughs> can I do a roll to get some magical sense of what is happening sure, go for with it. Runa? What are you using? I don't know. <laughs> That's an excellent um, question. Honestly, <laughs> magic. Here's magic the thing. powers. The, I, I will say yes, but you have to use stop holding back because you've never used your powers in this way before. Mm. So what happens if I stop holding back? Does that just crack something? Um, I would, I would say it's a significant, which means you, if on a seven to nine you mark fade or crack and burn all the power tags on one of them, on a ten plus you mark fade or crack. Oh gosh, and are those power tags going to stay burned through the next arc? They would stay burned through the next arc until Jeez. she uses. Oof. I don't until, think I could do that. I, I'm. This is something. Honestly, I think Seamus might be able to get something out of it. So I guess I could say something. Well, hey, look, I got another idea for my next two-person scene now. Right. (laughs) Sorry I'm not more help, Tanner. I don't think I can shed any light on how Runa came to be your best friend. But maybe Seamus would? It was my charming personality and his bone axe. Her charming personality and the fact that I can sprout a bone axe is why we're best friends. But no, you know what? It feels nice to talk to someone who's trying to balance a life which I am very quickly having to do and realizing I am bad at. Well, I feel like it may get messier here in the future, so maybe check back in with me later and see how it's going. <laughs> Can't promise it'll be this smooth as we go. Are you are you doing okay at work? Like, are you about to get fired? No, no, it's just um, I kind of left, left Ewan hanging at the oh. Kinley Ball. You know, we I was with somebody and then turned into a bartender and ducked into the crowd and left. Didn't say goodbye or anything. And as much as it pains me to say it, I kind of like him. So I don't really want to screw that up just because I ran out. Faye, I have solid advice for you. All right. Pretense is cowardice. 
be direct. If you like what's-his-name, just go tell what's-his-name that you like him, all right? I intend to. I don't really intend to tell him I'm a sorceress. Go tell what's-his-name you're a sorceress. Uh, Runa says you should lead with a sorceress. I think you should lead with poetry. That is always the best move. Oh, gross. Poems are gross. Do the sorceress thing. That's cool. Can she make fire in her hands? Can she... No, Runa, she can't make fire in her hands. Can she make a flower for my hair? Uh, actually, that maybe she could turn into a flower and then be put in your hair? <laughs> that seems weird. I just want a flower. I don't want her to be a flower. I want to have a flower. Can I shapeshift like a an old newspaper in the back of your car into a flower? Can you? No. Uh, no, you I can't. <laughs> Never mind. You can't. You you have the limitation of you can only shapeshift yourself. Yeah. You have not upgraded yourself or tried to stop holding back to shapeshift other <laughs> objects or people. Stop <laughs> holding back on this. The request of an imaginary 10-year-old. <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> not figuring out who the 10-year-old is. <laughs> right. <laughs> but making her a flower. Right. Well... I definitely intend to be direct where I can. I can't promise everything, but we'll we'll see how that goes. I'm just saying, I think the magic thing would make her your best friends. Like, it's why I'm best friends with you, Tanner, as we fade out. <laughs> I love Runa so much. <laughs> Favorite NPC. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I feel good about Runa. Wrapping up, Faye, you wanted to deal with some personal personal issues about how you bailed on someone <laughs> at a dance. Right. Um, so I think, like, not too many days after the ball, Faye called you in and, uh, and apologized, just, like, really briefly. And he kind of seemed to, uh, like, shut down is not quite the right word, but he just kind of brushed off. I was like, okay, sure, like, it's you don't like it that's fine (laughs) right that's not saying that but that sort of vibe so i think yeah i was like i don't need i like i don't need a pity call kind of thing where it's like like you didn't have a good time that's fine i thought we were having a good time but like it's whatever you know like i wasn't looking for love that night so it was like it was a little rude to just run off without saying so but fine yeah so i think a few days to a week after that she stops by his doctor's office um to see if he during lunch to see if he'll step out excuse me ma'am do you have an appointment to see dr hughes um it's uh i don't is is he here i mean i'm not allowed to say that dr hughes is a very busy man you need to make an appointment uh, it's just a personal lunch call i'm not here for a doctor's appointment. that seems highly unprofessional for him to bring a lady friend here during lunch. Uh, he... And you hear from the back, just... Uh, Janice, just whoever it is, send them in. It's it's okay. So she's like, fine, Dr. Hughes. You are the boss, but she kind of looks like a hussy. <laughs> she like stage whisper this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm assuming Faye is in, like, typical lawyer garb, so Faye does not look anything like that. <laughs> she looks very professional. Right. Uh, so Faye steps back into the office. Oh, uh, Faye, I wasn't expecting you. I was expecting... I, I don't know who I was expecting, especially when Janice said hussy. I was a little confused, but, you know. Um, do you want to go to lunch? I know it's 
unannounced, but I feel like I have some apologizing to do. I mean, Faye, we've been we talked about this on the phone. I, I don't need your pity. It's it's fine that you didn't have a good time. You know, next next time you don't have a good time with a gentleman at an evening, just say goodbye and then leave, maybe. But I, yeah. well, I don't want to say that because it would be untrue. I had a really good time and I didn't expect to. And someone just told me that I should have fewer pretenses in my life. And I like you. And so I want to keep seeing you. Well, I I had a good evening as well. But you have to make me one promise, Faye. Uh, what's that? You have to promise not to run off before lunch is over. Uh, I could do that. Hey Wanderers, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Naptown Chronicles. If you want to hear more content from the Wandering Gamer Network, you can check out the Wandering Gamer Network website. We also post Let's Plays that we do on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. On Twitch, we can be found at wandering underscore gamer underscore network, and you can follow us on Twitter at the WGN Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. The intro and outro music was composed by Caitlin Balgaman, who voices Faye in this podcast. All other music is openly licensed or in the public domain. Now, sleeper, it is time to rest. And remember, it is the gods who envy us.